everybody and welcome to Socks on Tap. This is episode 9. I'm Tony Marchese. I'm joined with Buzz. Buzz, it's been a historic weekend on the south side. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, dude. Uh, Friday's game was awesome. Saturday, Mother Nature screwed us with some snow, rain crap, and then accumulative snow. And then today, Ronaldo Lopez and makes comes out makes it rain on everybody. Man. Oh, yeah. 14 strikeouts for Ronaldo. Dang. I mean, Love what, it. what a great weekend. Absolutely. Sox take two out of, I will, what were you going to say? Two out of two probably because the other one got rained out. Yeah. I mean, I'll, t- I'll just call this a sweep, man. I'll call it yeah. a sweep. Okay, cool. Yeah. We sweep them. But, uh, I think, I think sweeps deserve a little crack them, man. What do you got over there? Oh, I got that green zebra that I just did a review on for founders. Very um, nice. Yeah, very good. Uh, I, I like the sours, man. Especially when it starts getting warmer outside, I like to I like to dive into the sour stuff. So. Well, you you turned a few people on to that that beer with that uh, blog you put up there on the ontapsportsnet.com. I'm gonna I'm gonna crack open a Goose Island Old Man Grumpy right here. Yeah, let me um, know how that is. I've never even heard of that one. Yeah, so no, I'm... I've I, I haven't had it either. Um, I'm sure those 108 guys uh, they've probably had it. They've they've got that that deal with Goose Island. But uh, cheers, man. Yeah, cheers, my friend. There we go. That's good. Is it? A little, little piney. It's, it's it's a pale ale, but kind of has that an IPA feel to it. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Fantastic. Yeah, it's got a little tagline, uh, piney, mangoey perfection. I can definitely taste the pine. Really good. Really good. Mm. All right. Ah, so... That's what victory tastes like. <laughs> Hell yeah. So today... Ronaldo Lopez gets the victory, moves to two and three on the year. He pitched six innings with 14 strikeouts. He let up two hits, one run, which was not earned because uh, it was an error by Tim Anderson is what happened there, right? Yeah, that's why it was not an earned run. So 14 strikeouts, three walks, and let up two hits. Um, Ronaldo had a hell of a game today, man. So what did you think about his performance? Well, he continues to prove me wrong here. I think it was the first Sox on tap that we did where uh, I had come at you with a bit of a hot take that Reynaldo Lopez is going to be a reliever. And I ever blame since the weather. Well, and ever since I said that, what has he done? Nothing but good stuff. Nothing but good stuff. And I feel like <laughs> you and I, we, we tend to, for some reason, match up every time Reynaldo Lopez has a start. And I'm pretty sure that that's like the curse for me now because you could probably just give me shit for saying that Reynaldo Lopez – is going to be a reliever because 14 Ks he got through that lineup a few times. I'd like to see him go deeper in the ball game, but I mean, he was at, he was already up over a hundred pitches, but buzz, I don't know what it is about 
this pitch limit thing, but I'm sick and tired of it. I wish they would have let him go out there for one more inning. I understand the risks. Yeah, you know, if he could have won a little bit longer, it would have been cool. I want to see if he could have struck out even more, you know, because yeah. he was just he was on that pace. You know what I mean? It, that pace just never went away. Right. He, um, he was dealing, man. Yeah, he was. it was just uh, his fastball was working for him. You know, and it, it's funny, Tony, I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I want to get the actual stat, and I'll go back and rewatch, um, either rewatch all the strikeouts or wait for a highlight reel to come out or something, but he struck out, I know for a fact, it was like four out of the, four or five out of the 14 that he struck out were on three and two counts. Yeah, I wasn't paying that close attention to that right there, but he was working deep into every count. Yeah, and that's what I mean is he kept getting – it kept being full counts, and then he was coming with that high fastball pretty much every time, and he was getting – you know, striking people out. So, you know, it was a great game from him. The pitching in general, Tony, had a great game today. Uh, a franchise record, correct? Yep, 20, 20 strikeouts. strikeouts. Um, 141 total pitches thrown today, 87 for strikes. Um, again, 20 strikeouts and one – in one run on the board for Detroit and our offense um, with Wellington Castillo hitting that two run double, um, you know, and Lurie getting an RBI and uh, so did Yolmer. I mean, it was just a, it was a good game. It was good to see the, the guys that usually aren't getting you runs scored, get some uh, RBIs today. So I was pretty, I was pretty happy about that. Well, I mean, one of the things that Reynaldo Lopez seems to never get is run support. And yeah, he's like the new Q. Yeah. And John and I have been saying that over on Chai Sox Weekly since early last year. He's the new Q. Look what they did today. One of those foreign concepts that we talked about on this podcast as well. They scored runs in the first inning. You go and you put up a two spot and you take the lead. Even though they came back and they got that run in the second, the Sox never looked back. And Reynaldo Lopez was able to deal. I feel like they need to just do that more often for this guy and good things are going to happen. Uh, I, I really love seeing t- the team jump out to the early lead. One of the things that I remember about that 2005 team that was really special is they always seemed to score in the first inning. They'd get them on, get them over, get them in, and at least get that first run, and they would just put teams on their heels. That's so they put huge. Their and, pitchers, yeah. the, 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 the offense put their pitchers in a good spot to win ball games because yeah. the offense scored the runs, So the pitchers weren't having, you know what I mean? Like the, the pressure was off, you know right. what I'm saying? Not off, but it wasn't as high. Well, what am I looking for? Highly intense. You know what right. I mean? It's not so. as stressful on the pitcher because right. they have a little bit of room to work. They get relaxed. It, early leads are huge in baseball. Absolutely. Huge. 100%. You know, you, it's very rare that you see a team overcome an early lead. That's why Friday night was so special. Oh man, I'll tell you what a game, buddy. What a game. Yeah. I mean, it, it's this weekend was a perfect example of why you should go out to the ballpark and watch this team play. You know, this was fun baseball on the south side. The weather yeah. was a little bit cold, it was a little bit crappy. Uh I know today people were probably freezing their ass off out there, but today was another great game. I mean, if if you got to go see Friday night, you got a game where the offense was just on fire for both teams, a huge battle back. Nothing beats a walk-off home run. And then on the flip side today, you get a dominant pitching performance from Reynaldo Lopez and the entire White Sox pitching staff franchise record. I mean, they're making history today. Absolutely. And to me, watching the game, there wasn't that many people there. Now the weather's partially to blame, 
But, you know, this these are reasons why you go out there. And, hell, I mean, we've got our guy out there, Johnny Nani, handing out koozies. How about, oh, this, I know, man. How about if, this koozies, man? These koozies are great. If you do not know what Tony and I are speaking about right now, we are speaking about the brand-new ontapsportsnet.com koozies. Keeps your beer cold. It's got the awesome logo that Tony designed on the front of it, and on the back of it, it's got our good old, our good old saying, crack them. Crack Because that's what we like to do, man. We like to crack them. We like to drink them and have a good time. But, yeah, Friday we were – I must have given about – I probably had Nani wanting to punch me in the face because I, I got a little – twisty on friday i gave a couple of 108 guys you know trying to spread the word of the website um you know of on tap sports net and i handed out a couple of them but they're cool man i dig them i, oh, I dig them awesome. a lot yeah no i think... will tell you a fun fact too man from friday actually saturday morning i got a compliment from my dad really yes i got a compliment he said you know what good job on calling tim anderson my dad never compliments me man if i i could have said like when erlacher was coming out for the bears that he was the man or, you know, that Mark Burley, when he was coming up, he was going to be the man. And my dad would have always said, that guy sucks. He ain't going to be shit. I just to bust my balls, you know. But he actually complimented me because, you know why? He's actually having fun watching White Sox games right now because of that kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we could rename Sox on tap to Tim Anderson on tap at this point in time. Because he, he is just, we'll say this every time, he is another reason to just watch White Sox baseball right now. Yep. There, I mean, wholeheartedly agree with you. I I really hope he keeps this up. I I, I forget too, who I was on with. It might have been it might have been Jonda or, or Nani, but it could have even been you. We were talking about getting a Tim Anderson jersey. I said I'm not a Tim Anderson or I'm not not a Tim Anderson guy. Not a guy that puts uh, names on the back of the jerseys. But you know, every day that goes by, especially after Friday night when he hits the walk off dinger. I can't think of a better guy to get a, a jersey for. Yeah, I agree with you. I am a guy. I do not like putting someone's last name across my back on a jersey. Not because of like, oh, you know, it's I'm not going to put another dude's name on my back. Right. Not that. I like to only do legends, man. I right. want, you know, like I, if I have a jer- I have a Jordan jersey. I still look at Derrick Rose as Chicago Bulls legend, so I got a Rose jersey, you know. For the Sox, I have a authentic Creedy jersey and a, a authentic Burley jersey. And I did go and get a Mankata jersey because I do like Yohan, but – um, it was a jersey, not an actual jersey. But Tim Anderson, I got one on the way, dude. I got one on the way. I had to. I had to. Yeah. He's he's one of the main reasons I'm watching White Sox baseball. I mean, you know I'm a homer. I'm going to watch him anyway, even if they suck. But he makes it fun. He just makes the game fun, even if he strikes out twice. The guy is just electric, and he's literally – I feel like this could be a whole podcast in, its, in itself. Yeah. He just He's just that electric. Yeah, he is. And it's just so fun to watch. I mean, I said this with John the other day. He's done more for the White Sox organization than the White Sox organization has done for themselves. And I want to rehash everything completely, but I know you and I haven't had the chance to to talk that over, and it's good to get different viewpoints. But everybody seems to be in the collective here. Tim Anderson is is MVP of this team right now. You know, this this type of play, the this, the the attitude, the the swag that he carries to the plate every time he comes up there, you know, even the Twitter, the Twitter account is a must follow. Oh yeah. It's, dude, he's, it's, he's electric across the yeah, board. It's just it's across not the just board. when he's on the field. Right. You know, right. This guy doesn't just turn it off. No, he's the same guy. That's the best part about him. He is the same guy from when you see him in the batter's box to probably when you see him sitting down, eating dinner somewhere, he's right. the same guy across the board. And it, it's, that's what's, 
I think that's why it's quickly becoming a fan favorite because you know who Tim Anderson is. Right. Because, you, you know, it, it's just – it's great. Today, One thing I want to commend you on real quick too, man, the last Socks on Tap we did, you said on that – I had listened, I just went back and listened to it like a couple days ago. Um, you said that we need Jose Abreu to get up into the high – you know, higher 270s. In, a, in about a week and a half. You said that on the last one. Yeah, where's My he My friend, look at you. You're at 273. Good call. Yep, yep. And, and the you Sox are winning ballgames. You, you said it was coming, and it came. So I just want to give you kudos for that real quick. No, you kind of you kind of sensed that when he was creeping up. I said it, I, I wanted him to put 50 points on the batting average, and we'd be we'd be looking pretty, pretty good. And I think at that point he was sitting at like a 170. So I was looking for him to get up to 230. We're sitting at 273. And, yeah, he's and 270 where I over his last seven games. Yeah, and and 270 is I think a really good spot for Jose Abreu to be sitting because that means he's he's probably hitting some of those power numbers. He's still going to strike out. He's still going to have those those games where things aren't going his way. But it's been a good stretch for Jose. And hey, the weather hasn't even heated up yet. So wait till um, summer. Yep. Yeah, wait till summer. Now one of the guys that and this has been really interesting to me is James McCann has been stuck in that cleanup spot for a while now. Our guy at ONTAP Sportsnet, Andrew Kinsler, wrote a blog today about when Eloy comes back, we want to see him up in the order. How are you feeling about that one? I, I wanted to quickly hash that out with you because I don't know, even with James McCann batting a, a 333 right now, uh, he left five five guys on base today. That's not, Again, Tim Anderson had a rough day today. He left four on base, but you don't want to see five guys left on base from your cleanup hitter that's that's not good okay so i respect why kinsler said that and why he would like to see eloy maybe batting cleanup but listen eloy i think you you said it perfectly on yesterday's socks on tap that maybe vlad jr coming up took some pressure off of him right you know because he's not the most talked about at this point Eloy kind of – I was just thinking – I was mowing the grass today. I was listening to the socks on tap with you and Jonda, and I'm thinking to myself, that makes a lot of sense to me because I do think that Eloy is – he gets a little nervous. I think that we need to work him into things. I don't think that we need to take out James McCann, who's batting three thirty three, to insert Eloy, who's going to be not just coming off of his grandmother passing away, which, you know, again, from socks on tap and everybody on on tap sports, you know, send our condolences – but not only coming off of his grandma passing away, but now coming off of a high ankle sprain when he does get back. He, you need to work him in slowly. This is not a year that I think we're going to go out and win a World Series or a playoff series by any means. I think that if we keep playing like this, we might be a wild card. I mean, maybe if we were 11 and 14. So it could happen if we keep playing consistent. But I don't think he needs to be inserted right in there. Just put him back to where he was, and we'll go from there. Now, I I disagree with that. And here's my reasoning behind this is – I want Eloy high in the order to get the most at-bats. And this is one of the things that I talked about with Yon Moncada last year. And I think that there's a lot of similarities between the two of these guys as far as kind of the pressure. And when they were batting Yon down in the batting or you know, 6th, 7th last year, yeah, it pissed for, me off for developmental reasons, I would rather Eloy Jimenez see 4-5 to five at-bats okay. than 3-4. to four. I get you. I understand. And when you put him up in the three hole, I feel like that gives him the chance for an extra at bat every single game. And I want him to get the most at bats because I want him to see the most pitches at the major league level. I want him to get accustomed to it. I want him to get adapted to these pitchers in the AL centrals, especially. 
and I want to see the most Eloy Jimenez that I possibly can. I feel like that helps his development more than shading him down towards the bottom of the order where you're taking away potentially an at-bat per game for him. Let him no, get I, adjusted to up here. Right. And, I mean, it makes sense. And in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, Eloy Jimenez is probably going to be your 3-4-5 hitter on this team for years to come. Let's get them settled in where they need to be. That's right, my take. I, I, I get you. Um, I, I get you wholeheartedly. Um, and I, I do agree to a certain extent, but where I kind of stand pat, where I don't mind batting them sixth, or, you know, I mean, he didn't see seventh too much. He was usually sixth um, in, in the lineup. It's just, he's got a 241 batting average right now, which isn't horrible. You know, it's not bad. In 79 at bats, he's had 19 hits. It's not bad. It's not. But um, at the same time, man, it's just. You know, inserting him up there when there's, you know, usually we have ba- uh, runners on base. I mean, our our top guys like Lurie Garcia, Tim Anderson, now even Jose climbing up there, they're all batting very high averages. 293, 385. Jose's finally up at 273. Mancata's at 324. McCann even 333, which is awesome. But, um, you know, I, just, I want him to work back in so he can score runs and we can still win ball games. You know, I want to work him back in slowly, just not insert him in there, maybe get a couple stretch of games where he starts hitting the ball again. And then once he, you know, gets more comfortable, you flip-flop him and McCain or something. Because, you know, honestly, I do agree with you. He's a part of the future, and he's probably going to be batting there. Yep. But yeah, that's about, yeah, that's one about other, my take on it. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to get into from this game that was a little bit interesting to me was Jose Rondon got the start in left field. And yeah, he's not. A, he's not your prototypical. He's not your prototypical left fielder. I, I'm not sure if he was playing any left field down in the minors, but you know, you've got Cordell, you've got Angle, and you've got Lure Garcia, and I, I believe you've got Delmonico Lure, too. Yeah, you've got Delmonico. Why does that start not go to Nicky Delmonico uh, today out in left field? You know what? I I had asked myself the same question when I saw the lineup, and uh, dude, I. Maybe Ricky was just trying to be funky, you know, see if something maybe sticks. I don't know. Um, I, res- I respect it. Jose Rondon does hit the ball better than, you know, Nicky, but, you know, right now at least. Um, but Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this was just a call to get Rondon more at bats, but at, at that rate, just put him at second base and, and move uh, Yomer back to the bench where he belongs. Although Yomer hitting 234 right a, now. Yeah, he's, he's been on he's, a bit of a tear. He's been, on a, he's been okay. Um, one of the last plays, I, I, I did say that that was the last thing I wanted to get into from this game. Um, Ricky was ejected from this game today as well. Um, there was a play. <laughs> there was a play at first base on a drop third strike. Jose Abreu ran down the line. The ball hit him in the back. Um, one interesting thing that uh, White Sox Dave actually pointed out was that Jose, instead of turning right into the foul territory did go into the field of play and was tagged out the umpires did not call that the reason why he was out but should they have actually reviewed that jose would have been out regardless he was tagged in fair territory Um, i did go back and watch that play Um, good call there from white Sox, dave a lot of people were up in arms over the fact that uh the, the jose was not out of the baseline and that's why they called him out there um yeah he wasn't out of the baseline by a mile but the catcher made a very savvy mood by move by throwing the ball yes to the inside of jose yes that was a very that was a very baseball savvy move move and you know exactly as i do he, he that catcher made that play yes 
So you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, Ricky Renteria did provide some some comedic gold when he went out to argue that call and got to first base and uh, kind of showed the umpire what the baseline is uh, yeah. with his hands. Um, good stuff there from Ricky. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of comical. I mean, we gotta we gotta appreciate some of these things again. Another entertaining ball game on the south side of Chicago today. Uh, Buzz, let's get into what's on tap for the White Sox. Coming up here, we've got a three-game set against the Orioles. This is like deja vu all over again, man. It, it is, my friend. We, um, just went, we just went through this. Oh, yeah. congratulations also to Gordon Beckham. He played his 1,000th game today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that that, that, that was a little note in there. Kind of cool that it came back at uh, at uh, what used to be the cell when he was here, guaranteed rate field now. Um, but – the O's are coming to town. Yes, we've got, sir. We've got the Manny Banuelos start uh, coming up next. Uh, let's... Uh, you know, Lucas Giolito was thrown in the bullpen today, my friend. Ooh, that's a, yeah. that's something we got to keep an eye on. They have not announced yeah. starters for Wednesday's game uh, yet or or Tuesday's game. So we'll see what happens. So Banuelos um, is going to be thrown tomorrow, Monday. That's a 7-10 start. All these games against the Orioles are going to be 7-10 starts. Uh, I'm almost starting to miss the the afternoon baseball buzz that we had so frequently in the early goings on of the season. Um, but, I like those on the week, or you know, I liked those man because we could do on tap early and yeah. knock it out, you know. But um, like today, I, like, I mean, it's six yeah. o'clock and we're knocking it out. And right, I do like, it's like seven 11. ten starts so because I get to sit down and eat dinner with the fam. We got the TV mm-hmm. in there, you know, I get to watch the socks and stuff. So you know. I, it, they're, everything's great in the summer, so it doesn't really matter to me. Hey, I mean, there's never a bad time to be watching baseball. Um, <laughs> let's see what we do against the O's. I, I, we're on a two-game win streak here, man. Let's let's keep it going. Uh, keys to the series again: score runs early uh, from me and um, Tim Anderson. Stay hot and Jose yep. Abreu at the same time. I mean, do you have any other keys before if we close this down? It, I think that this is a completely winnable series. Um, I do know we have Manny going tomorrow, uh, but he is going up against John Means, and John Means has a wicked ERA, dude. I think it's like one seven four, um, if I'm not mistaken. John so, Means is uh, yes, he's sitting at one seven four. He's three and two with twenty three strikeouts. On the and air. then we ha- yeah, and then we have Nova on the second part of the game. It, listen, I think we we know that the White Sox, I believe, are fifth. In the MLB, or it was in the AL in runs scored per game at like five. I mean, it's not the it's not the offense. our offense is not a slouch. They yeah, are it, no it's slouch. the pitching that had killed us because we have the worst ERA amongst starting pitchers in the league at like a six nine three. It sounds like one of my fantasy teams right now that I lead the league in in um, offensive points scored, and I also am last place in every pitching category. Zero and three so far in the year, about to go zero and four. Um, so, I mean, I do model myself after the White Sox pretty, pretty well in that, in that, the, those categories, but, um, they just, they need to pitch better. And yeah, yeah. The pitching it, needs to improve because we have like Nova this, going on game two yeah, here. So games like <laughs> this today with Reynaldo Lopez are a treat to watch because normally we see stuff like we saw on Friday where teams are scoring, you know, nine, 10 runs. And yeah, I can't believe Rodon got rocked like that, dude. Yeah. That was rough. That was rough. It was rough, but uh, Buzz, what do you what do you got for this series? Uh, we got three games. We've got a little bit of some weather coming up um, on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday here. So uh, we'll see if we get these in. But uh, early predictions. Well, I mean, I think we take game one. I think you know Manny comes out and you know um, 
that that Baltimore team is still struggling, just like they were struggling when we saw them in the first place. Um, I think Manny comes out and he does us good. Um, I and I believe the the second the third start's going to be Rodon because Nova's going to be the middle start. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two and one. Uh, you know, if we can take two games out of this series here, um, you know, and lose one, we'd be 13 and 15. We'd be two under 500. And I think if we keep consistently steady doing you know winning series. Um, I think we'll be all right. So I'm going to go two to one socks. I'm going to come in here and say two and O oh with a rain out. Um, oh, okay. Okay. And, and we'll follow suit with what we did uh, in the Detroit series. Um, so that's my predictions. Buzz. It's always a pleasure doing socks on tap with you. My beer is just about empty. I'm going to go grab another one of these lovely goose Island, old man, grumpy pale ales. Um, expect a beer review on one of these because uh, I, I really do like it. So, oh, I'm very excited. Uh, peep that on the website when uh, when it uh, comes out, uh, probably either tonight or tomorrow. Um, we'll where can the uh, where can the listeners find your awesome beer review, man? Uh, they can be found at www.ontapsportsnet.com, home of what's on tap in Chicago sports. Oh man, I love the plug. Loved there it. There we go. That was fantastic. And you can also hear more White Sox content while we're plugging stuff over at Shy Sox Weekly. Um, you can find them on Twitter at Shy Sox Weekly. If you're listening to this and don't follow Shy Sox Weekly, toss them a follow. And uh, of course, you can find Buzz at at Buzz on Tap. And you can Buzz find uh, the new podcast if you follow at Buzz and Juice. Chai on Tap will be launching either this Thursday or next Thursday. So um, it's going to be one of these Thursdays coming up here. But Chai on Tap will be back. New formatted show. It's the Outcast. Just new name, new style, and uh, same drunk idiots. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we ran a little bit longer than the normal socks on taps do, but we had a lot to unpack. Uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Enjoy the rest of the weekend or the start of your Monday, whatever you're, whatever time you're listening to this. Um, cheers, man. Let's go yeah, get them. Cheers, em. my friend. Let's go socks. Let's go socks. <laughs> <laughs>